I'm Zach. I'm Roy. And this is Advice Hot Dog. Roy, I have to imagine that our average listener is right now <clears throat> has filled his swimming pool up with snakes. He's gotten all the water out of it, filled it full of snakes, strung a tightrope across it, and is now in the middle of the tightrope, standing on one foot, and in his left hand is all of his money on fire, and in his right hand, a cell phone where he's about to call his ex-girlfriend, who is now married with several kids that he hasn't <laughs> spoken to in years. Because what mm -hmm. I imagine is that our listeners having gone so long without our advice, they've just done literally the worst thing mm -hmm. about every aspect of their lives. And your conclusion is that uh, they got a pool because I, I'm guessing that some of them don't have pools. So they had to get in a situation where they got a swimming pool. Sure, yeah, you bought a house. And boy, it. in this market. <laughs> it's upside down and it's full of snakes. You turn the pool upside down, all the snakes are going to fall out, Roy. They are. Uh, how you been? It's, bad. it's been... I. Uh, have we done a show since I got back from Cold Mountain? I don't think so. Wow. No. It's been a really long time since I we did I think it's an been in a show. month. Yeah. Because I was looking at the questions from uh, last month, and they were last month. Wow. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Mm. My life has been so busy. I'm, uh, I'm yeah, only right now in a tiny break between shit I gotta do. Yeah, you're, you're very busy. Yeah. Almost over, though. We're, we've, we've finished with our Dragon Con. Yeah. That was fun. Which I, I went to, and that, that was very fun. I bet you've got some stories for our listeners. A few. Mm-hmm. We're in between that and uh, the KOL Con, the Kingdom mm -hmm. of Loathing Which, Convention. Which uh, starts tonight. Yeah, it does right? start tonight. The sort of unofficial, unofficial. It's unofficial, but we set it up in the exact same way that we set up the official events. So it's so really it's hard official. to describe it as unofficial. Yeah. What would make it official? Um, I don't know. Being on Friday instead of Thursday. Oh, okay. Because not everybody's in town early. Not everybody's in town late. So the the Thursday stuff, and even if there was some stuff during the day on Friday, isn't even real. Because we tell people it starts Friday night and it ends Sunday during the day. Mm -hmm. So Sunday night karaoke, which uh, I'm going to be really sad to miss. Oh, Roy, I'm not yeah. going to be sad to miss it. I'm not sad to miss any karaoke. I I feel the same way. My girlfriend has been going to karaoke at what is literally the worst bar. Really? I don't remember if we've talked about this Is it or not. worse than that one bar we went to that had fluorescent lights, his lighting? With the trolls. With the trolls. Your friend Ernesto from Mexico City said there were women there that looked like trolls. Yeah. And we didn't know what he meant for a, for a little bit. And then once we knew, we loved that term. And we had driven a long way to go to this yeah. bar because he mentioned it. And we thought he mentioned it because it was good. Yeah. No, it, it was because it was the only bar he knew of. And for some reason, we followed his advice, even though he was visiting us. From another country whose language he didn't speak. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend has been going to this bar for karaoke that serves its drinks in red plastic solo cups. Wow. Yeah. They don't have a sink? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> or any sense? Yeah, no sense at all. They have no beer on tap. It's, really? Yeah, it's, it's a smaller, it's a bar attached to the side of a larger bar. But we go to the smaller oh, one because that's baby our, bar. Our, friend's, uh, our friend's girlfriend works there. I guess she's also our friend. Mm -hmm. it's, unfair yeah. to, it's unfair to say that. Uh, anyway, terrible bar. Terrible bar. The karaoke mm. for Kingdom of Loathing convention, though, is that it's a, a less terrible bar. Oh, it's not at that bar? No, it's, Why a, not? it's a prankster's gar and brill in uh, good old Tempe, Arizona, which okay. is kind of a terrible bar, but it's a terrible bar that we go to all the time. Yeah, it used is to a go terrible to bar. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. What don't you like about it? I don't like that there isn't any place that you can sit, including outside, that doesn't have huge screens. 
Yeah, you can. There are like ten sports. televisions outside. Playing anything. I I just really don't like being being in a place that has TVs on. Did you really dislike the strip club in Mexico that was playing uh, either porn or The Lord of the Rings? Well, this, while the strippers. Let, were let's be clear about this. Uh, the first night that we went to that that strip club, they had Lord of the Rings, and then the second night they had Harry Potter. So no, I I guess that is one exception to my rule. All right, because you'd rather look at anything than those naked Mexican ladies. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I, I felt weird uh, being there with my my new wife and having to explain to some Mexican sailors why I was at a strip club with my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were they the, so they were marineros. Marineros, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did one of them tell you that he was not, in fact, a, the captain. a marinero, but was the captain? <laughs> Oh, he was the captain. Yeah. Yeah. I only know one sentence in Spanish. Yeah. And, and it is that And it one. might have come in handy. What about that rhyme you made? All right. Yeah, there's the, that one. The phrase that rhymes in both English and Spanish. Yeah, that Maybe I'll brilliant. share that with our listeners later. Yeah. Um, how'd, you enjoy, how'd you enjoy Dragon Con? Uh, I enjoyed it uh, a whole lot. I went to some weird panels. Um, I missed a few that I would have liked to have to have seen, but I the strangest panel that I went to was one called uh, 1632, The Clothing of the Era. Okay. And it was about the actual clothing that was worn in the year 1632 in uh, Germany. In Germany. <laughs> about. What kind of clothes did they wear in Germany in 1632? Uh, well, you know, they had lots of... Um, like a tunic? No, they had lo- lots of jackets. Like a jerkin? Big, big... Pantalones, pantalones, hosen, <laughs> hosen, gross yeah. and hosen, gross and hosen. Um, I did learn something interesting that I didn't know before is that many times you would see like Dutch nobles all in black, uh, you know, in paintings. I gave my girlfriend a Dutch noble last night. <laughs> so black. Um, and the reason for that wasn't because they were all uh, dour individuals. It was because they were showing off how much wealth they had because black dye was the most expensive dye so mm. all of the very rich people they all wore black oh like like now a black swan is the most expensive swan it is cool we saw but a black the most swan delicious cosplayer oh yeah yeah we saw a sexy saw stay one. puffed marshmallow woman <laughs> you did yeah yeah it was just there were a lot of one piece there were a lot of one piece bathing suits just printed to look like something Huh. The, you know that makes a sexy r2d2 i did see one of those yeah, there's I saw one that was on a sexy lady and one that was not on a sexy lady. Oh, like it was on a dude or it was just on a lady that wasn't sexy? It was on a lady that wasn't sexy. Although I did see a lot of cross-dressing costumes. Oh, yeah? More so than I've seen at other other conventions. We saw a lady who was dressed as Jareth, the Goblin King from uh, oh, from yeah. Labyrinth. Yeah, I didn't see the her, but I saw some male versions. Mm-hmm. Was he playing with his glass balls? He might have been under the table. Uh, I saw Christopher Lloyd. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Did you say hello? I did not because I didn't think it was him, and um, Kevin was sure that it was him, and then I saw him later, and it was him, and we didn't say hi. Hmm. I'm sure he's disappointed. We got to meet uh, and and hang hang out and have some drinks with uh, Lord British. Lord British? Yeah, this guy, Richard Garriott, who's like sort of a famous video games guy who then went to space. Um, Is that where he got his title? Yes. He went to space and then was crowned Lord British. Of space. I think he might have been the first British citizen in space. I, that's probably really? not true. He was, I think, one of the first people or the first person to wear a British flag into space. 
Was it on his underwear? I don't know. Or was it all it was punk? Sewn like... his, mother, his mother sewed Lord British into the back of his underwear so that they would know it was his. Um, right. I think people made, were making fun of him and called him Lord British as like, a, as like a pejorative when he was younger. And then he was like, yeah, fuck you. I'm Lord British from oh, now on. It's taking it back. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you what. I'll show you what a Lord does. He makes a bunch of money making video games. And then he goes to space. Yeah. He told us a story about pooping in space. Really? And? Mm-hmm. Tell me, uh, I, I don't know about this. Well, so uh, he was talking about, he said, so imagine you're squeezing toothpaste out of a tube. He's like, this is what it's like. This is what they tell you it's going to be like. They're like, all right, so there's a thing and there's an opening. You put a bag in it. You poop in the bag. You close the bag. You throw it away uh-huh. in this thing. Right? Okay. Uh, but what they don't tell you is that the sorts of things that make pooping work uh, are largely gravity. And uh-huh. so like he was describing toothpaste. So you squeeze out some toothpaste and on earth you squeeze it out and eventually the weight of the toothpaste will pull the toothpaste out of the tube and it will fall off right but in zero gravity it doesn't it just just keeps hanging out there and if you move around it moves with you (laughs) and so it's basically like what they learn is and apparently when you're in zero gravity your digestion slows down so it takes a really long time for you to have to poop but when it happens you like really really have to poop like a lot oh Uh, and so it's this process of you you shit out about a foot of turd and then a you foot? you like use like a rubber glove break it off uh-huh. smash it into the bag <laughs> to make room for you to shit another foot of turd in there Whoa. break it off smash it you just repeat and keep doing that, that? you keep doing that until you're done yeah wow now is it thinner or is know. it the same same uh, girth? I, I always imagined that that depended more on the size of a butthole than it did. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I feel I like when I, I was had a lot of points of comparison. I'm not, I'm yeah, not, I'm not intimately true. familiar with a. But you know your own. I mean, you you always look. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. I mean, I think that's a that's an evolutionary response, right? Like you want to make sure there's no grubs in it. <laughs> Anything you missed. Yep. No, you just want to make sure. Like, oop, shouldn't have eaten that. That right. makes my poop look scary. Yeah, or that like, makes me bleed. Like spikes. Yeah, you don't want right. you don't want like to look down there and see like looks like a dinosaur egg. Yeah. <laughs> like Avelina. You know, I imagine their poops are, are full of thorns. Oh man, do they eat a lot of thorns? Well, you know, they eat uh, cactus. Okay. But I learned recently that when they eat cactus, they actually scrape off as many of the thorns as they can. But I can't imagine that they get them all out. Yeah, and they're not very smart. Are very good at things. Well, how do you know they're not very good at things? They well, eat cactus. I, they're I, good at that. I hired some to to sand my deck once, and they did not do a very good job mm. of sanding my deck. They probably had the wrong tools. Yeah, they went to the wrong house. That it really wasn't their fault. I wrote the address down wrong, and they they were doing exactly what I told them. Just wrong. Ah, um, I drank a lot at Dragon Con. Yeah. More so than I have in a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so that I got sick after I got back to the hotel room. Yeah. And then I also got sick during takeoff. Yeah, that sucked. You, uh, we, we got up in the morning and we went to the airport, like pretty much straight to the airport. Um, mm-hmm. For me. Know, right. Because we got up. Our flight was at one or something, but mm-hmm. we you know got up and checked out and it was, I had to get up early to go, uh, to go have uh, breakfast with a friend of mine that I yeah. realized this, this was a this was a kid that i was friends with uh, when i was little and uh, had not seen in 20 years 
Really? 20? Yeah. It had been okay. literally 20 years since wow. I had seen him. But that was cool. But I had to get up early, so I didn't do a whole lot of drinking that, that last night because I knew, oh, I got to go to breakfast with this guy. I was intending to go with you, though, yeah. and I don't know what I think it was all the grain alcohol in, in my red Solo cup. You, uh, Yeah, we were drinking a lot of fruit punch with a lot of... Uh, yeah, it was I, gross. I was going for the vodka. She said, do you want V or G? And I was like, uh, I don't know what... Yeah, and they're from you? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I, V, I guess, because I knew that it probably yeah. meant vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I thought the G was blood. gin, not Everclear. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, anyway, yeah, you, you stopped and had a hot dog on the way across the terminal. Yeah, and which then, was not a good idea yeah, right before during, getting on the plane. During takeoff, that hot dog was like, everybody out. <laughs> yeah. I felt really bad for you. Yeah, the worst part is that I didn't quite... I had the little bag in my hand, and I didn't quite get it all open. So it got onto the lid. It folded down. So it got all over my beard. Sucks. It was... It was there were little... There were little... And you, you had a you had like a hoodie that you wiped it off with. Yeah, I had to. Oh, Man, it was yeah, sucked, though, because it, like it was like a kind of a bumpy takeoff. And it was one of those situations mm-hmm. where they don't let you up. Like the... The, the flight attendants stayed strapped in for, for like the really first like long time. 40 minutes of the flight because it was like there there was some weather, I guess. There was. There was a hurricane the next the, that day, yeah. which destroyed a few houses and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, that was the kind of flight that I like. Flights are all fucking bumpy and scary. Yeah, yeah. You, you seem very relaxed. I was okay. I, I was actually mostly okay on that flight. It was not... Sure, I was, noticed you jump a few times, though. Yeah, yeah. I just do that under normal circumstances, though. Sure. Yeah, yeah for your exercise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I decided to do a lot of uh, cardio. My cardio, cardio routine gasping. involves a lot of gasping and uh, twitching. Yeah, some nervous. You should write a book. Nervous ticks. Yeah, yeah. Gasp and twitch your way to fitness yeah. or an early grave. Well, I'm not working. sure which yet. Um, Roy, we have got literally some big questions uh, to deal with on today's, yes, today's episode of Advice Hot Dog. Today's episode, which is number 21. Yeah. Advice hot legal. dog is finally legal to drink. Yeah. We were legal to fuck like yeah. six weeks ago. <laughs> now we're legal to get drunk and fuck. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, there was there was some issues with the printout of the questions. And so there's like one question so they're, per page. they're Reader's it's Digest like, size. Yeah. Like if you, uh, you go to that section of the library where the old people with the Coke bottle glasses are. Sure. Uh, but I have to say, they are very easy to read. They are pretty easy to read. Yeah. Although we, there's a lot more page turning in the middle of like say a, sen- a single uh, sentence yes. uh, question mm-hmm. than i would like uh big questions deserve big answers roy and that's what we ought to give to the people but uh first yes. let's have a cocktail let's do that this week's cocktail was uh suggested by a twitter uh user uh you didn't write down the name of the twitter user oh you know i so. think it was um Spender Whirly. Okay. Uh, I think. It's called The Dark and Stormy, which I'd never heard of, but apparently it's a thing. It's all, it has its own Wikipedia article, yeah, which usually is an indication that a cocktail is for reals. You yeah, know? anyone can write one of those. I guess that's true. But then people are like, nope, this cocktail is some bullshit that you made up and so does not meet notability guidelines. This cocktail is less interesting than the least interesting Pokemon. That was uh, our friend uh, Sorab, who was a Wikipedia editor for a long time. So that's their that's their criterion because every Pokemon has its own Wikipedia page. Really? So in order for something to have a Wikipedia page, it has to be at least as interesting as the least interesting Pokemon. How, are they all rated? I don't know. How do they know which one's the least interesting? Well, it's or a theoretical. The degrees, it's so... just a theoretical construct, right? Like okay. you have to imagine the least interesting Pokemon, which is then, what ball. 
yes just ball ball monster <laughs> it's actually just called balls it mm-hmm. evolves into big balls uh-huh uh, anyway, this drink is uh, dark rum, which we don't really have, so we used gold rum. Uh, strong ginger ale, which we used uh, ginger beer, because that's what the mm-hmm. internet told us to do. And some lime. We that's could call it the it. dark and sunny. Sure. Sure, dim and stormy. Mm-hmm. Dusky and stormy. Mm-hmm. Storms at dusk. It's it's good. It is pretty good. Uh, it, it has a very strong flavor uh, owed mostly to the ginger beer, I think. Right, the cock and bull ginger oh. beer. The recipe is called for anywhere from like one to four rum to ginger beer to like one to eight rum mm. to ginger beer. I think it's to, to taste. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I think this is pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. Thank you, whoever sent this. Uh, I could pull my phone out of my pocket and look it up, but I've been no, told I'm that pretty, it's rude to pull I'm my pretty, phone out while I'm talking to people. I'm pretty sure it's Spender Worley. Okay. Um, so I guess I forgot to ask you, Roy, how many hundreds of movies have you seen now that, now that we're big time, uh, podcast celebrities and media, we, we get on, we're media. Yeah. yeah. We get press passes yeah, to all this do. crazy stuff. I've not gone to a single one of these screenings, but you've gone to like 60. I, I think I've gone to six and they've been pretty great. I did go see Conan the Barbarian. You said it was pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, f- yeah, I put this on the Twitter, but but I really feel that uh, you know, like you're gonna have to distinguish between uh, this one and the good one that has Arnold Schwarzenegger. Although there there was a weird explosion that you wouldn't expect for that time time period. Um, there were some parkour sand monsters that which were pretty good, and people just exploded as if <laughs> there were water balloons filled with blood. I mean. Conan had some stuff that was pretty ridiculous in it. The original, yeah, you see it. You watch the new one and see see I, what you think. I tried to go see it the other night, uh, and I had a car full of people uh, with me, and I was like, "All right, let's go see Conan." And then we got there, and I realized that I had driven to the wrong theater, uh, and I hadn't driven to the wrong theater. Mm. I had looked up the wrong theater, and you uh, saw your Havelina friends. Uh, yes, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is not where I'm supposed to be." <laughs> they wanted to get paid. <laughs> That's my trick. Every time, anytime anybody owes or anytime I owe anybody money, I just tell them that my address is the movie theater. Uh-huh. But then, it, you know, if I accidentally go to that movie theater, it's you like curses foiled again. And I mean, I've already got thousands of dollars in my pocket because going to a movie is so expensive. Am I right? Yeah. Don't even bother if you don't have twelve hundred bucks for your air conditioner. Um. It's funny because how can a guy fix your air conditioner and then believe that you live in a movie theater? You'd think that he was like, you know, when I was fixing your air conditioner, I didn't notice uh, hundreds of people watching a movie uh, inside your house. Uh, but, you know, it's you wrote it down, so it must be true. Okay. Uh, anyway, we got there. I follow you. And it was like an hour and a half until the next showing of Conan, and it was in 3D. Oh. So I was like, Ugh, fuck both of those things. Yeah, we saw it in 3D. Fuck it- waiting an hour and a half and fuck 3D movies. Why why do movies need to be in 3D? I mean, our life is in 3D. Why why shouldn't they just yeah, be in 2D? Yeah, we're looking for escapism. Mm-hmm. I never get to I never get to just go out and see a bunch of shit happening on a flat plane about 20 30 feet in front of me yeah. while a bunch of people send text messages. Right. Um uh, so we ended up seeing our idiot brother instead, which oh, you also yeah, saw. Yeah, which I That I movie saw. was I I really liked it a lot. Actually. I did also. It was very it was very sentimental. It was, it's it was not what I expected. Kind of sappy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the previews build it as a as a comedy comedy a comedy mm-hmm. comedy comedy. It is it is funny. Um, sure it is. It reminded me of uh, You Can Count on Me, which I don't know if you've ever I've seen that seen with uh, Laura Linney and uh, Mark Ruffalo. 
Did Matthew think. Broderick? Is Mark think? Ruffalo the guy that played Rufio on Hook? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was the sap in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. The sap. Yeah, he was the guy who was dating Kirsten Dunst. I see. Okay. He's kind of always the sap. All right. He's dopey. Uh, I don't know. He's just kind of built for that role. You trust him, but you also feel sorry for him, and he's not going to win the girl. Mm-hmm. Because Jim Carrey is. Yeah. Or the doctor. No, um, I forget who Kirsten uh, wanted to sleep with. In that. Tom Wilkinson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. He deserves that. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's he's paid his dues. I'd like to imagine that's what every day is like for him. You wake up, you talk to some people, you bang Kirsten Dunst, and then you just, you know. No matter where she is, it's mm-hmm. in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a he gets a taxi. Yeah. To wherever. To if wherever. She's, if she's filming the new Spider-Man movie in Tunisia, uh-huh. then taxi Cause, to Tunisia. Because that's where Spider-Man is going now. Yeah. <laughs> just like Sex in the City too. Yeah, it's a Tatooine. <laughs> the Spider-Man 3. Tatooine needs yeah. webs. No, I, uh, yeah, the movie uh, things have been really great. The best part about it is that uh, people aren't allowed to take their cell phones in. Wow. And there's security that makes sure that people aren't talking, which drives me nuts. When I went and saw Our Idiot Brother, uh, I almost lost it on some kids behind me, and I had to move. We, I left the theater for a little bit, and then I had to sit. Like to another city? What like you were so pissed? Yes, off yes. No, I'm, I moved. Like, you know what? I'm. I'm I recently moved back Detroit, so that we could continue doing this podcast. Oh, okay. Well, it's in your contract. You get a taxi to yeah. wherever we're recording. That's true. Every day, I really got screwed when I signed that contract with you. Bro. Yeah, because yeah, you podcast, didn't think I would move. This podcast you? doesn't make any money at all. And no. I, why I agreed to pay for your transportation when I don't pay you? <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, tricked well, me. One of those yeah. devil's bargains. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. Faustian. Mm-hmm. That's why I made you sign with blood. <clears throat> you want to start uh, answering some questions? Oh, sure. Let, let's let's go on to. Oh, I did. I I do want to mention this. I did go see Attack the Block, and it is awesome. So okay. if you live in a city where Attack the Block is playing, go see it. Is it playing in a limited number of cities? Yeah, I think it's only in seven or eight cities in the U.S. and maybe two in Canada. Mm. And ours is one of them. So and it's only in one theater. Okay. So it's it's worth seeing. Canadian listeners, uh, you're just going to have to probably wait until I think your in, backwards country catches up. I think it's playing in Toronto and Vancouver. I don't even think those are important Canadian cities. Yeah, they are. What, what, what if you live in Whistler? You go you to Vancouver. It? It's only an hour away. What if you live in Edmonton? I think it's two hours. I don't know where Edmonton is. Uh, what if you live in Saskatchewan Manitoba. City? I don't know if there is a Saskatchewan or city. But... Prince's Landing. No. I actually don't know the names of any more. Uh, uh, Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, yeah that's okay. a good that's one. I do know, yeah. New Brunswick. <laughs> All right. Fuck, you're better at this than I am. You've actually been I listen to... to that podcast a lot. Oh, and they right. mention cities. Do they? They yeah. just talk about Canadian cities. Well, they talk about it's, the things that they're doing. Yeah. This week on lists of Canadian cities. Yeah. It's really useful if, if you need to know a lot of Canadian cities in a short time. All right. The office troll wrote into the Twitter to ask uh, where he would buy 5,000 board games. I don't know why. Uh, I mean, maybe this is based on something that we said, where maybe. we suggested that he buy 5,000 board His games. His name is the office troll. Uh, you could go uh, to a board game store. Right. Do you um, think they have 5,000? I don't know. I, I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could try um, the internet. Right. That definitely has 5,000. I mean, this is the kind of question that, that you we, ask for. That we need, right? Yeah. Which is where, where do I go right. to buy 
a specific thing. I mean, not to uh, bring it back to this, but if you're really into board games, you can just wait every year, go to Dragon Con, and just spend three days playing board games. Yeah, you and can. And you don't have to buy them. Boy, we had a great time playing the Game of Thrones board game. Yeah. You didn't like it as at all. As awesome as the, the it, name makes it, it sound. felt like uh, you were doing homework. I could have done it again. Yeah. That first time was very homework-like. Mm-hmm. The second time would have been like extra credit. Yeah, and you would have been like, now I know. Now I'm, these Lannisters are going to the neck. <laughs> yes. Straight to the neck. Uh-huh. Because you know that's the important bit. It is. And the wildling, you don't have to the worry about the attack. wildlings. Every once in a while with their mammoths. And there's going to be those uh, guys, uh, the Iron... The Iron Throne? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are the, the feud lords? Mm-hmm. The brood... The brood ha-has? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Echoes of My Mind says, what is the best way to keep track of quick thoughts and ideas? I'm drowning in post-it notes. Hmm. Uh, when when I got an iPhone, I st- used the notes a lot, which I still do, but yep. sometimes I forget to do it because um, it takes a few moments, so I, I still write things down, and I have stacks of little papers everywhere. I also uh, just keep pads of post-it notes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I file them when i'm one of the only things that i ever file i just hate throwing away anything that i've written down really yeah it's really well that's an interesting bit of news i know i'm gonna be like i'm gonna be on hoarders one of these days what if other people own things that you've written on and you know that they threw them away that sucks have you thrown away stuff that i've written on for you it might have been i might have i don't know that's it we can't be friends anymore have you thrown away stuff that i've written on i don't think so i think i've treasured it all Oh, Always and forever. That's sweet. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I, I'm not erasing. Uh, you drew, I think, a fan on the whiteboard at some point. I did. I have no idea why. Oh, I was showing when. you the fan that my dad gave me, which has no sort of guard on it at all. So you can totally just stick your fingers in there into the metal fan blade to cut them off. Cool. If you wanted to. Right. I haven't yet, but I am tempted. I mean, maybe it's not a fan. Maybe it's a finger suicider. Mm, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I use post-it notes if I'm going to have to, if I know I'm going to have to write down a bunch of stuff. Like, I always keep a post-it note, like, for video games, hot dog, for instance. Mm-hmm. I keep a post-it note where I write down, like, things that are interesting that I want to talk about or games that I play. Sure. So that when I, I come to the listing, the video games that I've played in the last week, I have a note that tells me which ones I've you played. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with a sea of post-it notes? You could throw away the ones you don't need anymore. You could well, you, have it like a you notebook. you misplace them. Right. Well, right. How do you play it? Like, I'm in a lot of places throughout the course of a day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I've got multiple desks. Sure. You know, I, I wear a and bunch And you of, don't lose your I wear papers? I don't think I lose my papers. Oh, I feel no, like I, I do. I, like, I almost never lose anything. Really? Yeah, I've gotten... Mm-hmm. I, it isn't that I'm good at keeping track of stuff. It's that I have just d- burned these habits into my brain that just stop me from ever losing anything really. Like Hmm. it isn't that I wouldn't lose my keys. It's that I just always put my keys in exactly the same place. And so Hmm. they're always there. You know, it's not that I'm good at remembering where they are. It's just that they're always in the same place. I, I try to be consistent about that also, which means that the few times that I don't know where my keys are, I go crazy. Yeah. I don't know if that happens to you. I, Literally don't remember the last time I lost my keys. Really? I don't think it has happened to me in 10 years. Huh. 
Yeah. Like I, I keep them in my pocket all the time or they're in my pants next oh, to the bed. Right. Yeah. I can't stand having them in my pocket if I'm, um, not in public. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you're in public, you want it to look like your dick is bigger and sort of jagged <laughs> sure. and yeah. jingly. Yeah. I, I want it to appear as it has many, many like, ends. Like stuff in a, a sock hydra. Yeah. Um, no, if I go to someone's house or I'm at home, I can't have those uh, keys in my pocket. It really bothers me. That's really weird. Immediately. Right? I did that right now. Kevin does that too. Him. Like Kevin will sit down and then what he does is he takes everything out of his pocket and stacks it up on a surface near whatever he's sitting mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And that would drive me fucking crazy. I would not be able to relax at all because I would be like, there would be so much of my brain real estate occupied by where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? Where's my wallet? Oh. Okay, it's right there. All right, there it is. Whereas right now it's just like, boom, pat my pockets. Mm-hmm. No, my wallet's in my left pocket. My phone's in my right pocket. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I do. Back left pocket is for garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. back right pocket is for a paper that I got to hold on to or something. Mm-hmm. Not garbage. Post-it notes. Yeah. Post-it notes. Um, sucks putting post-it notes in your pocket though, because they get stuck you can't in there. And so then you pull them out and it's like all blue fibers mm-hmm. all over the back <laughs> and then they don't stick to things anymore. No. Um, I will have little stacks of papers everywhere, but every once in a while, what I will do is I will take those and I've started putting them in different notebooks mm-hmm. that I have. Uh, for drawing or ideas or whatever it may be yep. and organizing that them that way and sometimes i do throw away the those papers and sometimes i file them it really depends on what it is if they're sketches i keep them almost anything work like almost everything that i write down is in some way work related and so that's a lot of why i keep it right like because mm-hmm. i just have spaces that are like all right this is for notes that i took while i was working on stuff and Kevin makes fun of me because a lot of it is just like paper with lists of numbers on it that are just numbers that I wrote down as a reference for something that I was working on or whatever. But those are often on the same sheet of paper as some notes that I want to actually keep. Sure. sure. And so I've just got places where I throw the things that I write down. I've also got like notebooks that I've got a notebook per project that's just for like ideas. Mm hmm. And now I've got a new notebook uh, that I took with me on this backpacking trip, the sweet field notes book that we got for free in the Max MaxFunCon. Oh, yeah. Well, I saw that you we, writing in there. That we got for the hundreds of dollars that Max MaxFunCon cost. Sure. Um, uh, that was pretty cool. Graph paper notebook. Mm-hmm. Little, like a little uh, yeah, I like those. paper mole skein, but with graph paper. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're expensive. If they're expensive, then I don't it's think that they total are total bullshit. If they're cheap, they're awesome. I, th- I They have to be cheap because I got mine wet and it totally wrinkled. Oh. And it... An expensive notebook isn't going to wrinkle. At least the cover. Expensive right? notebooks are waterproof, and you can write on them in space. Yeah. Just ask Richard British. And you can wipe your ass with them in space. Yeah. In space, no one can hear your paper. So then wrinkled. they're taking up like a whole um, month supply or however long uh, supply of gloves in order to pack their shit into these bags. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, it's like one poop per astronaut mm-hmm. per week. Now, is space just like when you go to the Grand Canyon or some other site where whatever you pack in, you pack out? Yeah. Do, do they bring back all the poop with them? No, I think they throw it out into they. It turns into a shooting star. Oh, make a wish on it. You watch it. They said they watch it. They dump it and they watch it re-enter the atmosphere and turn into a shooting star. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, it's oh. like that. Well, there's the fireball that just came out of my ass. With every poop, they don't gather it. No, they gather it. it. They, ga- they okay. gather it and they then they launch it in some capsule. sort of like a keg. 
Uh-huh. It's like a like a poop barrel. Oh, at parties they better not they take mix a, those they up. They take a cooper up there. Oh, to make uh, a barrel. To make a barrel for them to poop in. Uh-huh. That's a lot of the weight. A lot of the expense of the space program is all coopers, the coopers. Not known for their fitness, right? Like it's not it's it's a job that requires you sit there, make barrels, and often uh, the best coopers are the ones who can use their own bodies as a reference. And so the sort of mm. barrel barrel chested right. fellows. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and that guy doesn't know shit about space, so he's really just dead weight right. until you need another barrel maybe, right. to shit in. It's it's yeah, and sometimes it's I imagine it's just one barrel right? well, because the trip yeah, the isn't trip's pretty short. That long. Yeah, nobody's like I bet a lot of times on like a four day trip, why would you even poop? Why would you even know. take you a toilet with you if you're that. only going to be there for four days? I mean, yeah. I guess there's always the danger of you getting stuck up there, like in Apollo 13. Oh right. I guess you or could space let it, camp. You could let it get cold enough, and then you could just poop, and it would freeze. And then you'd be like, "Hey guys, oh, yeah. check it out!" Mm-hmm. And you'd throw it at somebody, and it wouldn't even like bother them because it's frozen. Yeah, That's but not... they would be afraid and think it's going to splat. Yeah, oh no! And then it doesn't. I'm about to get. Oh, you we... frozen poop. <laughs> we used to do that with uh, eggs. Mm. If you freeze an egg, and you throw it at someone, and they think that it's going to splat on them, and instead it breaks a rib. <laughs> Did you did you actually do that? Yes, I didn't break anyone's rib, but yes, we at Trader Joe's when you'd have like leftover eggs, you'd put them in the freezer. Uh huh. Huh. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an activity you can do at home. Um, we used to uh, at the movie theater. We used to have ice fights. Uh-huh. Uh, we would get we had a bucket and fill it up with ice. One person would stand at one end of the lobby and the other person would stand at the other end and we would just throw ice at each other. Because <laughs> then you didn't have to clean it up. I mean, oh, it's, right. you know, That's it would just true. melt yeah. into the carpet, which they probably didn't appreciate all that much. But Well, didn't you have to also vacuum the carpet no, at the end were, of the night? No, you didn't. There was I was a manager. Plus, there was a janitor. There you was like a start cleaning. as a manager. We had to clean during the day, but mm-hmm. at the end, if we were closing, you didn't have to do anything. So we would also oh. sometimes just go like kick a soda. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Huh, that's why those theaters were gross. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I'm not super proud of some Mm -hmm. of the things that I did during Mm -hmm. my tenure as the assistant manager. Although, I was being paid $5.25 an hour, and I had to wear a tie. So, fuck those people. (laughs) Looking back, like, seriously, fuck those people. That's amazing. There are still a lot of jobs like that. Yep. Uh, Lafro Dazzler writes, Hey, Advice Hot Dog, here's my question. Am I too old to learn the banjo? I am 38. Thanks. I don't think you're ever too old to learn the banjo. I hope not, because I'm 35, and I still want to learn to, to play the banjo. I, uh, I don't know. The, uh, what I do know about playing the banjo, I learned when I was 25. Hmm. So, you when know, you're... they say that everybody's most important banjo-playing work is done when they're 25. Before like they stop that, hearing you become things. a banjo professor. I see. Yeah. You can't hear the high-pitched notes anymore mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. banjo. You can't hear things that are that fast. I think most uh, most bluegrass dudes are old. It is very difficult for me to mm. imagine. Although the neighbor kid, who I loaned my banjo to... Uh, Which is why you're never going to learn to play it. Well, sure. Uh, he was like 16, and he wanted to learn to play the banjo. I don't and know has he? I don't know. You should find out. I should. He was in a bluegrass band, and his dad was like, he wants a banjo. Isn't that weird? I'm like... Yeah, that is weird. You know what else is weird is I have a banjo I'm not using in case he wants to borrow that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyway. I mean, if he's really serious about it, he's probably gotten a new banjo by now. Maybe. Right? Like a West Paul. It was a pretty good... A West Paul. Les, Les Claypool. A Jed Paul. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
Ezekiel yeah. Claypool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you're too old to learn how to play the banjo, Lafro. Ace Newbury says, what's the best way to kill somebody and get away with it? I'm asking for a friend. Thanks. Uh, that's no way to ask for a friend. Uh, the way to ask for a friend is to be like, hey, you want to maybe hang out and play baseball sometime? Then people will be like, sure. And then you'll be friends. Well, if they like your baseball. If you have a, if you have a nice enough baseball and you're good enough yeah. at throwing it, then they'll, they'll want to be your friend. Yeah, get a quality baseball. Uh, Spender Worley writes, I want to start junking. De- did you hunting, re- did you retype these? Do you re- I had to. Do you retype yeah. these questions? That's weird. Why can't you cut and paste? I, I tried that and I was doing funny things with the font. Look how huge this font is. Okay. It was too big for you to copy and paste. So you, <laughs> yes. had, to, you had to just retype it. Uh, I want to start hunting deer and squirrels to eat. How should I go about choosing a rifle and what should I do with the pelts? Um, I don't know if deer pelts are useful. Deer pelts? Yeah. Yeah, you can make cloaks out of it. (laughs) You can make a jerkin. (laughs) Some kind of... uh, Like a snowshoe. Bathing suit. (laughs) I know with a a squirrel pelt, you can definitely put that on your denim jacket. Oh, yeah. Along with some metal studs. Right. Yeah, there was Mm -hmm. that SCA kid that we went to high school with that did that. Yeah. Had like a pelt on his jacket. He did. And it looked like he caught that himself. Did it? Yeah. That guy was kind of smelled like he'd been out playing I with squirrels. Smelled him really well. Do you ever get? You ever notice like certain people have this bo that kind of smells like salty? Mm-hmm. There's multiple kinds of bo. Sure, but every once in a while you'll get somebody that has this salty kind of bo. Mm-hmm. It's gross because it's the kind of smell that in other circumstances might be like, oh, what's what's cooking? You know, right. What's that savory dish I detect right. with my olfactory? Mm-hmm. Or B.O. where you think, oh, are those carob trees? Oh, no. That that dude um, has uh, sperm all over him. Is, is carob trees the ones that smell They're the like ones the that smell like semen. I didn't know. They were, is, that how, is that what they make carob out of? I don't know. But if that's the case, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's actually. Uh, okay. All right, kids. That's not a uh, proper replacement for chocolate. I know you like chocolate, but instead of putting chocolate in your cookies, I'm just going to come on them. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Dad. It's better for you. Yeah. Fucking yeah. hippies. It's what you came from. Um, I don't I don't know how um, you uh, go about hunting squirrels. Uh, I think you should eat them if you shoot them. Mm-hmm. Make sure you shoot them in the head so that you have uh, proper uh, meat on the rest of the body. And uh, you can probably go to some kind of big sports store like uh we have the bass pro shop here yeah, in arizona bass pro shop and say hey what kind of rifle would you recommend for shooting squirrels and deer and then they would say uh two different rifles i think is what yeah, i would recommend that's probably for that. the case uh small my, caliber for squirrels and then a shotgun for a deer well you get buck yeah buckshot you do yeah, buckshot, buckshot I guess. yeah that's but why it's I'll called say, that yeah, that is it's not yeah. because it shoots out dollars my my dad only ever hunted deer with a bow hmm. and so uh i don't know I don't know what that was all about. Was it one of those uh, recumbent bows? Yeah, it was a yeah where you lie down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. No, like a compound bow. You mean? Uh, whatever. Whatever complex a, a, it has. You're thinking of a recurve bow, which is not like a compound bow. No, I'm thinking a of recurve a redundant bow is, like, bow. is what like uh, Robin Hood would use. A compound bow is what like. Uh, who's that crazy guy uh who's a musician ted nugent oh the right. compound bow is what ted nugent oh i bet he has a twitter you can ask him 
<laughs> do it. I don't know, though. They might not have Twitter in Montana. I bet they do. I think he lives in a shack in Montana. I bet he checks uh, in every, the, every month. Ask the Unabomber what, what kind of rifle you should use. Uh, ask Moomy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Moomy? Uh, that guy that everybody wants to let out of prison because he killed a cop, and everybody's like, that's ah, okay. I'm sure he was... I'm sure he was just kidding. He's just misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't let that guy out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, squirrel is not that good to eat. It isn't. It's, no, it's it's not terrible, but it's like it's it's like a little it's like gamey chicken. Sure, kind of. Which is what uh, quail is like. Yeah, you have to kind of or game to, hens. It, it the way that my grandma did it at least. You have to brine it. Uh, for it to be any good. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, <clears throat> deer's pretty good, though. Yeah, I like deer. I actually buy that here. Yeah. Uh, I think I have another one of those big deer sausages that I could uh, thaw out and have oh, some delicious share deer with our audience. With some cheese, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. it from deer country? Yeah, it is from deer country. Every country is deer country. We saw some deer up on the mountain. You did? Mm. Nice. Yeah. Matt writes... It's summer, my window is open, and some idiot has left their dog outside. This dog is now barking, presumably wanting to be let in, making it hard to listen to podcasts or sleep. What's the best way to locate this dog, or should I, and should I break down the door for this poor lonely creature? I'd say mm. adopt it. Oh, yeah. Let the probably, dog into your house. To talk to. Through the window. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe the dog will lay there and uh, keep you warm. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the reason your window's open is because you want to let the heat in from outside, because it's freezing cold in right. your house. I read this story when I was a kid about a guy who's like an Eskimo, who slept in the pile Inuit. of dogs. Inuit to you too, Mr. Eskimo. <laughs> um, he slept in a pile of dogs? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Snug and warm in the middle of a pile of dogs. That's uh, what I remember. He was oh. trying to figure out how to sleep with no clothes on or some shit. It was cold. As a challenge. He got locked out of his igloo. I oh, think. okay, right. His, his keys got dropped in the snow. Oh, oh, and he couldn't get in. Yeah, that's where he keeps them. But, okay, yeah. batteries died. He could climb up on top and go through the chimney smoke hole. Right. There's a smoke hole in those, right? I think so, yeah. but I think also the entrance doesn't have a lock. <laughs> I might be wrong about that. I don't know. I mean, igloo technology... Has progressed, yes, yeah, since, since we, we watched cartoons. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead, Roy. What, oh, well, what's, but, what's your advice for Matt? <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I really have advice, except for the fact that um, I feel the older I get, the the more that I think that dogs are stupid, and, or that people get a lot of stupid dogs. Maybe well, that's it. I think stupid people get dogs and then don't take care of them and let them create a big inconvenience for everybody else, <sighs> or like, I don't know, I'm torn. Because on the one hand, it's like when my buddy Josh is like, oh, neighbors have this dog that barks all the time and I'm scared that the dog's going to maul my kid so I'm going to call the city on these people about their dog. I'm just like, dude. Mm, no, knock, you should tell them first. Knock that off. But then don't be that guy either. But then partly I'm like, you know what? Those people probably are assholes and maybe that dog uh, should just go away. Hmm. You should threaten with turning them into the police because they sell weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a, We got that postcard from the neighbor once it was a postcard that they had uh, pulled out of our mailbox and, and written, uh, on. written on yeah because my dumb ex-wife got a dog that she didn't want to take care of mm. and uh yeah they said uh, shut our yappy dog up or they would narc us out for our weed 
Even though we didn't really smoke weed? No, but I don't really I, understand. I'm sure where that, that, that house looked like we were dealing or doing something just because we had a night schedule and there were yeah, lots of cars. Yeah, we were out at night. I had a pretty nice car and long hair. Mm-hmm. They just and you didn't I'm, mow the lawn, they just so obviously. I'm a drug dealer. Yeah. I didn't mow the lawn. And also, the lawn was just a field of marijuana plants. <laughs> That's true. Which uh, I guess, you know, we wouldn't have wanted them to narc us out for that. No. Uh, no money rights. I have a tricky one for you. I have a friend who owes me 1,500 pounds. It's been two years and I haven't seen a penny off of him. I'm leaving the country for Thailand in a month and I'd either like to get the money off of this friend, hurt this person, or stop giving a fuck because there's no point. What should I do? Uh, you know, mm. y- you should probably just learn a lesson uh, not to loan money to your friends if, that's you, don't a lot think, of pounds. if you don't think that they're going to pay you back. Yeah. That sucks. Could you convince them to pay you in installments? I mean, are they really a friend still? Is this someone that you uh, see all the time? It seems like if it was somebody you saw... Uh, although, I don't know. My mom had pretty much written somebody off uh, because she, she loaned this friend of hers, like I think, like $1,500 mm-hmm. at some point. And then it was a couple of years, and she was like, you know, I don't think she's going to pay me back. And, and she was like, you know, I, she said, I knew that that might happen. And it was kind of... And, right. and I've, you know, every once in a while, if somebody asks me for a loan, I'll be like, you know, I'm going to spend... I'm going to spend this amount of money to figure out whether or not I could trust this person. Right. Hmm. And just think of it as a sunk cost. And if they pay me back, then it's like, all right, now I, I guess, I guess I can trust them. They're really? Gonna, they're going to give me the money back. I don't do it very often. Yeah. I think then, a lot of people are going to see if you trust them. Yeah. But then after, uh, after like two or three years, the, the gal paid my mom back. Huh? And she, my mom called me to tell me about it. And I was like, well, huzzah. Hmm. That's what I said. I talked to my mom like I'm at a Ren fair. Sure. I yeah, said, Huzzah! I know. I know. Um, you know, on the other side, if you're the person who's borrowing money uh, from a friend, um, it's very difficult for that money to become, or very easy for that money to become an issue. So I would recommend, if you do something like that, to immediately start paying someone back, even if it's a small amount, just like a regular thing. Even if just like you come over like on Tuesdays and give them a hand job. Yeah, you can pay them back in hand just jobs. Something, you know. How many hand jobs do you think uh, fifteen hundred uh, pounds is? Uh, I don't know. You got you got to uh, you know. Remember that it's pounds, so you got to convert that. Right. So, I mean, I would say hand job is probably like 80, 85 cents mm-hmm. is what, you know, the going rate is. Okay. So, like 40p. Yeah. Of okay. hand job. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a lot of hand jobs. Yeah, it is That's a lot. like maybe 3,500 hand jobs. Maybe you should pay, pay them back with up. money. So, 3,500 weeks. That's the, you're not going to live that long. Like, yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. Maybe start... Okay, so you, you go and you give him a hand job, and then when he looks, uh, when he goes to wipe himself off, he sees like a shiny tuppence stuck to the bottom of his ball sack <laughs> that you've left as a surprise additional payment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's like, like the ball fairy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest that you ask your friend to give you a payment and to, you know, because you need it and you're going to Thailand. Yeah, or just you know, if you can afford to go to Thailand, you must not need the fifteen hundred pounds that bad. So just take it as a take it as a lesson that you've learned that you can't trust that guy. Don't loan anybody else money ever again. Get real miserly. Uh, if there's one thing that I've learned from Charles Dickens is that there is nothing more entertaining than an elderly British miser. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you'll meet some ghosts. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll get like a bunch of you'll like there'll be a turkey at the end and a crippled boy. Mm-hmm. And shit is fascinating. And you'll have a little booklet that you write things into. Yeah. Yeah. Keep track of your your notes that way. 
Neville in Atlanta, age 14. Hmm. Which type of women gossip the most? Black women or white? Or does it even matter? Girls will effing gossip anyway. Trust me, I'm not racist. I'm actually African-American and not the offing poser black guys that have already been here. What? He said effing. Sorry. Oh, he's like, Both my parents have been born and raised in Africa. The downside is that everyone and all my friends expect me to rap, live in a ghetto, and have a big dick. I, I love that he uh, writes dick, but uh, also wrote effing. <clears throat> well, I mean... Do you, Dick is Dick is not. Uh, as, I guess so. Yeah. I guess no one wants to say that they have a penis. Yeah. I mean, if a little kid came up and was like, "Hey, what's up, Dick?" You'd be like, "What?" But if a little kid was walked in and was like, "Hey, what's up, you fucking Dick?" You'd be like, "Hey, now." Yeah, I guess that's true. That is unacceptable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I think it's okay. Like, I think there's an age rating for every swear word, and age fourteen is past where it's okay to say dick, but not quite to the point where it's okay to say fucking. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah, the the. the I feel the, really bad for him though. That uh, he doesn't I, have a big dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not uh, who has a big dick when they're fourteen. Well, I guess not. That's when that's when you're really getting getting uh, used to it. That's right? when you figure out whether you're a grower or a shower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a grower or a shower. Uh huh. Uh, you never know. Um. Uh, yeah, w- those women, they do gossip a lot. I mean, I'm not trying to be racist, but women, <laughs> nothing but gossip. They just, they have to do it. Um, I, I feel like this is the kind of thing that you're really concerned with when you're 14 and um, want to make a generalization that women gossip a lot. But, um, you know, like different people say a lot of different things. Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of men <laughs> say a lot of things, too. Yeah, that's why I'm saying different people. Women I mean, are people. Pe- uh, people are people. So I think there's there is just as much like a guy talking to another guy about the things he used his dick for on a lady, sure. Uh, as there are girls talking to girls about how small some dude's dick was, and they're right. like, God, even though he's black, he still had a tiny dick that left me totally unsatisfied. Uh-huh. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, stay away from black chicks, though. Really, that's your advice. <laughs> I, uh, I'm giving what, people the what, advice that I wish name? somebody had given me. Right? Uh, Neville, no, don't worry about it. And yeah. uh, you know, you know you like know. anything that you're worried about about girls, just ignore. Like nothing yeah. that you, nothing that you think or believe or say about girls means anything. Right now yeah. is not the time to figure that out. Yeah, just anyway, jerk off to a lot of porn. Uh, that's a thing that I'm sure you're starting to get into. Or, or just you know, like uh, images in your head of someone that you saw. I don't know. No, I don't, you don't know. Remember I, that? I, I never, I never really had that. I never really had that powerful of an imagination. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always needed the internet. I, I actually never. Uh, I, I didn't start masturbating until college <laughs> because there was I no see. internet. Sure. Alan writes. How do I write a CV to make me seem competent and hireable, yet not come across as a narcissistic asshole? This is a weird thing, right? Mm-hmm. We got to talking about this a little bit on the Kingdom of Loathing podcast yesterday. Uh, Josh was making fun of me because he feels like I, in an effort to not want to take credit for my accomplishments, often come across as an asshole by awkwardly refusing to actually tell people what I do. Sure. Yes, I can see that. <laughs> um, which happens uh, a lot mm-hmm. to me. I think you just got to get past it, right? Like, the you... There are things that people will tell you that you got to do. You got to learn to value your time. You know, you got to learn to be willing to ask for money for jobs. You got to be willing right. to not work jobs that don't pay you enough. 
uh, and it's it's all just kind of a self-esteem thing going on, right? If you have enough shit that you've done that it's possible for you to write a CV, you're supposed to write down the shit that you've done on a CV. That's what it's for. Right. If you're filling out a CV instead of a resume, it's because people want to know everything that you have done that is relevant to your field. Right. Right. So right, just write it down. It does not make you seem like a narcissistic asshole to have written a paper. Right. It doesn't make you seem like a narcissistic asshole to have like won an award or, you know, mm-hmm. gotten recognition from somebody for something like it just, it makes you a person who is writing a CV. Right. And, and aware of their accomplishments. Yeah. You know, don't forget about anything. You don't have to describe the things, just write down what, what you've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to say that uh, out of everyone who knows Flash that you've got to be the best person or the person who knows Flash the most. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, just say that you know how to how to program in Flash. That guy was a dick. <laughs> uh, Kyle writes, How do you tell if a girl is into other girls? Is there some sort of cue that I'm missing? I ask because my life is inundated with lesbians, or at least lesbian annex between bisexuals. I go to a party and the girls I hit on? Lesbians. The girl next door I grew up with likes girls. In fact, some of my old high school crushes are retroactively turning out to also be lesbians. I will refrain from ranting too much on this, but it's like that water torture thing. At first it's only a little disappointing to get turned down by a lesbian, but after a while it starts to get to me. I would not be exaggerating if I said in the last few years I've probably encountered over 50 lesbians trying to meet girls. I think maybe chicks just don't like you, and so <laughs> they're like, oh, uh, they're like, fuck, 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 so, like, lesbian. and they just hit the self-destruct, oh, I'm a lesbian, I'm a lesbian. Like, hit the fuck. self-destruct. Fuck, I hope that guy doesn't tell all of his friends that I'm a lesbian, because I would really rather fuck all of his friends than him. That's probably what she's thinking. No, I, I think uh, my interpretation is that uh, the universe is trying to tell you that maybe you should have a sex change. Oh, uh uh-huh. Yeah. If the ladies that you're meeting uh, are into ladies, become a lady. Yeah. If you and you know if you can't afford to do it the right way, uh, just chop your dick off with a paper cutter. They have one at Kinkos. Yeah. I don't think they'll any anyone's allowed to use that. I don't think they'll even charge you. for it. Mm -mm. As long as you don't make any copies, you know, you don't have to get a copy key to use the paper cutter. Right. Yeah. They Um, have a recycling bin. You just throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or or uh, go for a drive and toss it out into a field. Mm Mm-hmm. Give it to someone who's going to dis- into space, and then they can throw it out the airlock. Yeah, and you're going to be like, you see that shooting star? <laughs> That's my dick. That used to be my dick. Yeah, yeah. and then you can you know, make you a wish on that. Make out with them, with your new lesbian girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I are you like... 50, really? What? Oh, he says no, fi- I, I you, 50, 50 lesbians 50, oh, he's 50. in a row. You know how those 50-year-olds, uh, they, they go through that experimental phase. Yeah, you know, they do. Maybe Second college. Maybe you're trying to meet girls in college, and uh, you know, college is where every girl is a lesbian for a while. If the documentaries I've seen on the internet are to be believed, right? Yes. basically every woman, uh, every woman between the ages of 18 and 23 or so are, are lesbians. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you date girls that are younger than that, and everything is fine. Or girls that <clears> are older. <throat> There's something in the, there's, I think it's like birth control in the water or whatever, or hormones in milk that make girls become lesbians at earlier and earlier ages uh, as we we move forward through this modern era. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's rough. So here's a, here's a controversial opinion that I, that I actually kind of have. Wait. Okay. I 
kind of think that saying that you're lesbian and going through a lesbian phase and using your sexuality as a sort of a tool to inject some chaos into potential relationships or existing relationships is a common way in which bitches be all crazy and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you do see that. I don't think that's something I disagree with. I mean, not, you know, saying that all college women do this is wrong, right? But no. I, I think there are some people that do misuse this. But I think that there are there are a lot of people who will I don't I don't know exactly the right way to to articulate this because I as I as I was saying it I was like wait a minute that's not controversial that's the thing I fucking see all the time mm-hmm. right like going through a lesbian phase is a way in which a kind of a crazy girl will manifest some crazy and you know everybody's got like crazy periods in their life right and so it's like maybe you don't want to maybe you don't want to date that girl anyway if it turns out that she's saying that she's a lesbian because i'm guessing i'm guessing that those 50 girls are not going to grow up to marry women right and never fuck another dude again because they're probably not really lesbians right it's Mm -hmm. not to say that they don't think that they do it's not to say they're saying that just to just to fuck with you or whatever just to just to get out of the conversation with you but uh yeah you know I I don't like the whole idea of the les- lesbian phase because um you know and I I might be totally wrong wrong about this but I, I it's kind of seems um disrespectful in, in a way to to people to who, actual yeah, lesbians yeah it, it yeah. seems like you're taking you know a person's sexuality and just using it as um I don't know as a type of fashion instead of it being part of your identity yeah, I mean, it is, a, it's like, a, to someone who is genuinely homosexual and as such has kind of run afoul of public opinion in a lot of ways and has inherent in a critical part of their identity some some sort of social injustice, right? Like right. for somebody to just like waltz in and say like, Oh, I'm totally a lesbian this week. Mm-hmm. I got to imagine that an actual lesbian is going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like you're not, you know, like don't come in here expecting me of all people to take this bullshit seriously. Right. Because I can tell that mm-hmm. you're not gay because you are clearly not dealing with the things that you have to deal with. If you're gay that suck and contribute mm-hmm to an actual meaningful identity you know right you don't get to pretend to be black right like that kid in nashville who was upset at the poser black people yeah um i would suggest that if you keep hitting on the same type of woman who in your estimation is a lesbian every time uh figure out what it is about them that you find attractive and start going for a different type of woman and then maybe you'll uh, find someone who is straight uh-huh. Or will admit to being straight to you. Uh, Joanna says, I am a young lady from New York City who actually loves science fiction, horror, comics, and video games to the max. The problem is that my current boyfriend does not enjoy these things at all and thinks that they are stupid. Do you have any advice on what would turn him around? Uh, replacing him with another guy. Yeah, I would, uh, I would, that, would, that would be would my, my suggestion. Because you are a rare commodity. Uh and finding a dude who is into that stuff and would be into you even more so because you are, that won't be hard at all. Here's a deeper question, Roy. Here's what a is deeper it? cut. 
Is it important that the person that you are dating be into all the same stuff that you're into? I don't think that you should have like a, a, a test, right? That they need to meet all of these different requirements. But I think it is important because um, even... Okay, I, I would say that what is important about that is for them to respect what you're into and understand why you're into it. Right. You know, Again, and not like, ridicule it. The, the, it's less the him not being into it it's the thinking they are stupid. Yeah. Because the reason that you know that he thinks that they are stupid is because he's, he's told, told you. you that they're stupid and you don't like that's that guy's probably just a dick, right? Yeah. Like if you're the kind of guy who's going to be like, "Oh, hey, all that stuff you like, it's stupid." Yeah, that's saying that uh you are stupid because you like those things. Yeah. And he probably also thinks you're fat. You think so? Yeah, that's probably implicit in there. No. You don't think so? Hey, uh, you want to meet a, a nice fellow who likes those things? Go to Dragon Con next year. Yeah, you'll find a of, one. A lot of fellas. Boy, there's a lot of creeps. A lot of creeps. Yeah, but then there is a, a lot of not creeps. Sure, but they're all—they already have girlfriends that are into science fiction. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, and horror and comics and video games to, to the, the max. max. You know, there's—I—I uh, I don't know how important it is. Like I sort of. This is okay. Here's an even deeper question: Would you get along with yourself? Mm -hmm. um, I I think I would be better at motivating motivating myself to do the things I should be doing. Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't like me it would for piss that. You, it would piss you off a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I've often thought that there are people in the world who would get along with themselves if they met them, and then there mm -hmm. are people who wouldn't. And that mm -hmm. I don't think there's a value continuum on which they're indifferent places right i don't think one of those okay. things is any better than the other and i think like i don't know that i would want to date a girl that was really similar to me yeah but liking the same things doesn't mean that sure. she is like sure. you i would not want to date like i like it that my girlfriend is into video games um but it's okay the stuff that i'm into that she's not into because mm -hmm. it's like almost everything that i enjoy doing is solitary and almost everything that like nerds like doing is solitary a lot of it is right yeah. because i mean it 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 is in a lot of ways born of you not playing catch with anybody when you were a kid or, or, or you know, also just wanting to be flag alone football. You were at your house by yourself doing the kinds of things that, you know, you put stuff together with Legos and yeah. you, you know, you, you do Although a sometimes set. you have friends uh, that were into yeah, Legos, yeah. right? Sometimes I, you build cars and then roll, like roll them at each other mm -hmm. and see which, which one survives. See which one survives. Yeah. Yeah. And the last one that will still roll across the floor is right. the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's important for whoever you're dating uh, to have an appreciation of the things that you do like and to not ridicule them. I mean, uh, I think that's important in any relationship. Yeah. Because you spend a lot of time with this person. And if they don't like what you're doing, you're going to feel guilty about it. You're going to be resentful that... Um, you know, they're making fun of what you're doing and you're going to stop doing it to yeah. ease, to ease and, the relationship. Yeah. And then you're going to turn into somebody that you don't like as much as the you now. Yeah. Yeah. Which sucks. You should be able to be who you are. Roy, our advice is almost always whenever somebody asks for advice with a relationship is ditch it, end it, find <laughs> really? somebody else. I think, I feel like that's it. I feel like that's mostly what uh, we say. Oh, I don't know. I almost would say really? that you, if you, you need... You think our advice is uh, get a new boyfriend or girlfriend? All the time, yeah. I think that's always what we say. But uh. maybe, maybe 
Maybe if, that's what people need to do. If you need advice in your relationship, what you actually need is a new relationship. Maybe if you were in the right relationship, you wouldn't have any questions about it at all. It would just be like, why is my girlfriend so fucking awesome? That's not advice. You don't yeah, need advice don't, on that. Don't like, send in those questions. Have, like, man, how can I stop being so satisfied with my fucking? Yeah, that's that's a hard one. Yeah, because, I mean, I've never even, it's never even I don't know how you do that. Yeah, how do you do it? I mean, I, I, like, it's like, how do I stop being so awesome? Yeah. No. Roy, it's felt good to be back in the saddle. Yeah, it's Help pretty people awesome. out. If people want our help, how do they get a hold of us, Roy? I think that they should first go to our website, which is advicehotdog.com. And there are links to uh, Facebook, which is a way to get a hold of us, which is Advice Hot Dog. Uh, Gmail, you can send us a question, uh, advicehotdog at gmail.com. Send us a Twitter, at uh, Advice Hot Dog. Or you can give us a call. What's that number there? You see it, Zach. 769-218-9225. Or you could also send us a postcard. Now... Since uh, Zach put out the challenge that any postcard that you send, we will read on the air and I will do an interpretive dance. So far, no dance. Even if you wrote a postcard that all it said was, fart, fart, I am a poopy head, I would read that aloud. Yeah, and I'd have to do some kind of dance to that. You would. Which would be like, uh, you know, an internet uh, sensation. If you sent me a postcard that just said, I am a total jerk off signed Zach. I would read that. Yeah. And then people would believe that I was admitting to the world that I was a total jerk off. Right. Which you don't have to do. That kind of sounds like something I would say, though. Sure. Uh, So that address is Advice Hot Dog at P.O. Box 41774, Mesa, Arizona, 85274. Make sure it doesn't smell like weed, though, or the police dogs that work for the post Yeah, that's probably why they're not getting through. Yeah. Everybody is like... They write their postcard and then they cough out their last bong rip onto it. And so it's a little bit of the resin from their lungs gets on the postcard. And then the drug dogs just shred it. Mm -hmm. And the cops like trace it back to the address. Yeah. And they try to trace the call using the return address on the postcard. But they have to hold the postcard for at least 30 seconds. Yeah. Or however long it is. Yeah. It takes to to trace a postcard. And to trace it. However long it takes to read the address. Yeah. On it. Roy, how about the stinger? Let's do the stinger. Uh, Today's stinger is brought to us by Claire, who writes, Would you rather be a wizard or an astronaut? And then in parentheses, wizard magic does not work in space. Mm -hmm. That makes it a tricky one. Yes, it does. Because I definitely would have said a wizard. Mm -hmm. Um, You know what? I'm going to say wizard because you could get all of the advantages of being in space by being underwater. And wizard magic totally does work underwater. I guess that's true. And I am guessing that if you're a wizard and underwater... You can poo without having to shove it into a, a plastic bag. There's still, yeah, there's still gravity. But even if there wasn't, if you're a wizard, I think you could just be like Alakazam and make the turds disappear without ever, without ever crossing the threshold of your butthole. Oh, yeah. No, no movement. Yeah. Right. It just disappears. Yeah. Well, I mean, disappearing is a way of moving, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Move, yeah. Moving from something into yeah, nothing. Like if you were like, could you move your car, please? And the car just disappeared. You'd be like, thank you. You wouldn't say, no, you didn't move it. Eh." Yeah, they wouldn't be upset. They would would just, yeah, you're right. They'd be like happy. They could parallel park in that spot now. Uh, If you're a wizard, couldn't you also make like a spaceship? Or would it disappear once it uh, left the atmosphere? Oh, yeah, I don't know. 
then you'd that's be a, stuck. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Like writing nothing. Like, man, if you were a wizard, that would suck because if you got a job like conjuring up bolts for the spaceship factory, oh, like, you would totally fuck that up. Yeah, they would take. They would. They would get in the spaceship and they would be like, all systems go we're five by five, and they would take off. And then as soon as it got into space, the wizard magic would, would fall fail, apart. and the fucking spaceship would just fall to pieces. Oh, you totally get fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they if they ever traced it back to you, yeah, which would take a while, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because they, they don't know who made the bolts ever. Yeah, um, you know they wouldn't be able. To, they were like, we tried to find these bolts to investigate the manufacturing. Oh, but they disappeared. They were just gone. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. yeah, I guess if you're a wizard, you could uh, remove all all evidence, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Cover your tracks. That's how you kill someone. The best way you become a wizard, and then you kill them, and you the, leave yeah, no yeah, evidence. Yeah, bolt space bolt accident yes uh if you were a wizard you probably wouldn't actually need to have a job though right because like you could just wizard up some money if you needed it uh, or i mean whatever you were gonna buy you could wizard up whatever you were gonna buy you mean all that pumpkin juice that you can yeah yeah <laughs> that's all you need really i mean you're like well uh, yeah you, you get some pumpkin juice and then you cast a spell to make a bunch of time pass so that it ferments and then you get a pumpkin beer yeah there you go pretty delicious mm-hmm. yeah that's the job you fortify it with your magic uh, all right, wizards and astronauts, it's time to go. Thanks. Roy, I've had a really good time doing yeah, the show. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're ba- back together again. Let's do it again Just next like week. the Captain and Tennille. Yeah. Just like uh, Bartles and James. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your support. <laughs>